Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast. My name is Harry Glanz. This is Wednesday, September 29th. And our panel today looks like we have Lisa Lawson. Hi, Lisa Lawson. Good morning, everybody. Lisa Lawson, known as the Google of our office, tremendously informative and always prepared. Lisa has a plethora of five-star, because you know that's a big thing now, Lisa, five-star <laughs> uh, accolades from all your clients. You do a wonderful job in doing this a long time, and good morning to you. We also have Mr. John Kolb. Hi, John. What is up, everybody? How are you doing today? John Cole is a mainstay here, and he is also in the top 1% of all mortgage originators, easy for me to say, in these United States. And again, this is the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, always powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 2289, a top three lender in the United States of America. We do a lot of loans. We do them everywhere, all 50 states. And... Uh, Lady and gentlemen, I want to start off by pointing out another record for home prices in the United States, hit another record level, I should say, again and again and again, because every month it seems like home prices are going up. So I guess my question first to this panel, Lisa, we'll start off with you. Another home record for prices, price increases, Lisa, what do you think the future holds for that? Yeah, I mean, I think that the prices are going to continue to go up at least for a bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm a little bit losing my voice from talking too much this past uh, couple of days, but <clears throat> I think that there's a lot of speculation that prices are going to plummet and that we're going to head into like another downturn like we did in 2007. And I just don't think that's the case. We're still looking at a shortage. Yes. It's not quite as bad as it was, but there's still not enough, quite enough homes for the people who are looking. And I think that there's still a lot of renters out there that want to become homeowners. So no, I don't think that we're, you know, headed to some crazy crash this year. Um, I think it may slow down just a smidge, but, but this is definitely the time to buy. Yeah. John Kolb, your thoughts. John, you're on mute, baby. Yeah, you are. I there apologize. You go. I apologize. Wow. There I am. Mr. Wow, Mr. Technical was on mute during our podcast. I, you know, I, I had a little frog in my throat like Lisa, and I put myself on mute so I didn't have to scare the world because I know yeah. this is being broadcast in all countries nationwide. Um, anyway, yes, I agree with Lisa uh, that, you know, it's a great time to buy. Rates are still good. Uh, you know, it's it's we're starting to see some more houses come on the market. Sellers aren't getting everything in the moon uh, for uh, for their homes, so we're starting to see some more uh, some more activity, some more uh, bidding wars. And I like to see that some of these new uh, new home uh, buyers are able to get into these homes now, where before they were you know very frustrated and losing out. Yeah, let's go back your way a little bit, John, and then Lisa, I want to hear your comment on this. So the next question posed to you, John Cole. Home inventory update. What do you see out there? Is it really rising? Is that what you're feeling, seeing? I mean, here we are. We're at the end of the month, September 2021, going into October, which is the fourth quarter of the year. Homes really are, are really nice homes, you know, really desirable homes coming on the market. I mean, what do you see? Uh, I, you know, it's, it's tough to say. I mean, yes, there are some nice homes coming on the market, but I think you're seeing just a lot of the other more average homes that are, uh, you know, kind of stalemate and they're staying on the market a little bit uh, longer. Um, the nice homes are still flying off the market and because they are, 
they're just, you know, move in ready. You don't have to do anything to it. And with not being able to get a contractor out to do anything for you, it's, it's a nice option to have that you can just move into a house that's ready and doesn't need to be done, do, uh, done anything to it. If you're one of those handyman kind of guys like Harry, you know, and you want to get in <laughs> into a home where you can, uh, you know, do some home improvements and do it yourself. You know, that, that it's a great time for people like that to get into a house so that and get a good deal on it. Because, like I said, those houses are staying on the market a little bit longer because people can't find uh, help to uh, get the work done. All right. So, Lisa, dig number one this morning goes to John Kolb. So he's on the board with that. He got me a little good. I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, that's coming from a guy that does all the handyman work around his house. He's got he has contractors lined up from now through the uh, through 2022. But that's OK. I like that about John. This is very anytime true. he anytime he gets to dig me. I, I really appreciate that. I know he's paying attention. But but Lisa, um, I don't look at that as necessarily a bad thing if people want to buy a house that's not move in ready, because even if the contractors are taking a lot of time. To, to get out there, or maybe you could do some work to yourself. Won't you get a better deal on a house that's not moving ready if they're coming on the market? Yeah, usually, especially um, nowadays. So the houses that are still flying off the market are completely turnkey, totally updated, ready to go. Literally nothing needs to be done. But you find a house that maybe hasn't had a bathroom or kitchen update in a while, you know, or maybe hasn't put fresh paint on the walls. They just need smite, like minor things. Those are the ones that you might be able to get for you know, more competitive price. I actually just got two PAs. One has um, quite a considerable amount of concessions. Um, and this was negotiated up front. This had nothing to do with the inspection because the home was sold as is. They decided they didn't want to take the time to do these updates themselves. So they, you know, sold it at a good price, but gave a bit of concession. So I think that, you know, just because a house might need a little TLC doesn't mean that you shouldn't be looking at it. You can turn it into the dream home you really want and get exactly what you want out of it. So Lisa and John, the fundamentals, we talk about fundamentals in a lot of things almost every day. The fundamentals of home buying, no matter if the market is soft or if the market is hot like it's been, you know, if you see a house that maybe is less desirable when you walk in, maybe not a turnkey to the eye, maybe less appealing to the eye, um, you know, the orange carpeting, the pink walls, the flower wallpaper, all that kind of stuff. But it has, and I'm going to use a real estate term, it has good bones and maybe you can, you have a vision for that house, John and Lisa. I don't know. Fundamentals say to me, you know, you should look past all those things. Maybe not look for the turnkey home. Once again, you might, even in this hot market, you might be able to get a better deal. That's not fiction, is it? That's still fact, John. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You can still get a good deal and on a, on a home out there. You know, it might be the area, you know, that uh, is not as desirable. It might be an up and coming area. It might not be, it might be an area for uh, a young couple without kids, but you know, a lot of kids, a lot of families with kids don't want to be, you know, in that urban of an area. You know, there's a lot of things out there and you just got to be on the, here, we say it all the time. You got to be in with the right team, making sure that you are talking about what you want, what you need, and make sure that team is aware and, uh, and and knows the areas that you're looking in so that they can advise accordingly and make sure that they get you the, the right way. So, of course, there's still some good deals out there. You just got to be patient, get out there, search, 
and you know get yourself in touch with a good team like like we have uh, always done everybody that we have on this podcast everybody that we have on the radio show you know they are phenomenal team members and people that we would love to be able to refer you out to um, you know, we've got a great guest coming up on su- on Saturday when, in Kyle Lang from Remax Dream Properties out of Northville, and he's one of those guys that he he'll search the sky in the in the seas for you to find that perfect perfect home, and that's one of those things that I just love about him. Yeah, speaking of having a great team put in place, Lisa and John, I got a call, and it was on Sunday, and now today is Wednesday the 29th. I got a call three days ago on Sunday night. And uh, this is one of those things where, you know, we love to help all people all the time. I got a call and we were the second lender in, ladies and gentlemen, second lender in. Um, I, I guess he didn't have a good team. I get a call. It was a referral call. And uh, the call goes something like this. Hi, Harry. My name is so-and-so. I was referred to you by a good friend of yours. And I'm, I'm going down now in the fourth week with my lender. They gave me a pre-approval letter and now they're telling me, I can't get approved. So translated, that means this guy went ahead, put an offer in on a house, had the offer accepted by the other side, went to the lender. The lender dragged him down the road three, three and a half weeks. And now in the fourth week, they're telling him that they can't get him alone. Three and a half weeks. I had to call the guy up, Lisa Lawson, and I, I said, get me all your stuff. He finally got me all his stuff yesterday. And our team here at Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fair Independent Mortgage Corporation, we were on it right away. We took all the documentation, all the income documents, all his assets and everything. And, you know, we wanted to make this work for him. But we got back with him within a day to let them know, let him know that we couldn't do the loan. Now, it did not have a happy ending, which... Um, you know, not all stories have happy endings, and this was a sad ending, but he was grateful that we took the time, Lisa, out of our day and got back to him within a very short period of time, something his lender did not do. It took him three and a half weeks. Now, for us, Lisa, why don't you go through when somebody calls you and says, hey, I'm buying a house. I need you to do the mortgage for me. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't end there, does it? It just starts there. It's like, whoa, 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 hurry up and wait, right, Lisa? Hurry up and wait, yep. So if someone says I'm buying a house, I guess it really kind of depends on the situation. Are they starting to look for a home or do they have a contract? Are they trying to place an offer? You know, we try to prioritize people who, I get a phone call saying I placed an offer. I didn't know I needed a pre-approval first. Can you help me? Because they're not gonna look at that offer without that a pre-approval attached. So we get all your documents, Full credit, you know, as fast as you can go, we can go um, and make sure that the file has an, an underwriting approval, automated underwriting approval. So we're not running in any hiccups and we review those documents. Just sending them to us is the first step. We actually have to look at them, you know, and that can sometimes take a minute. We're talking about looking at tax returns, making sure that there's no income being written off that's going to affect your, that your, you know, your total bottom line, making sure there's no deductions out of your pay stubs that we missed. You know, there's, there's all these levels that go into it. So yes, it does take a moment, but it doesn't take forever. You know, and you, you want us, you know, you want to give us that time to review that to make sure that when we get to closing, there's no hiccups and that we can get to closing successfully. So that's the first thing. Once we get those documents reviewed, that like Harry said, that's just the very first step. You know, you're going to be making an offer. Hopefully your offer is accepted. You're going to be having a private inspection. We're going to assist you with the actual application disclosures. You know, we're going to be ordering title work, waiting for an appraisal. 
you know, that is, those are just some of the steps that go through. Then we go to an actual underwriter. We work on underwriting conditions before we even get to a clear to close. So, um, you know, we're here to help every step of the way and explain every step, but it is a process. Um, you know, once we get there, um, hopefully it doesn't take too long. It takes usually about 30 days or so. So. Well, and, Lisa, I, and, and I tell that story because we always like a happy ending, but doesn't um, always this, work out. Yeah. This person, John Cole, wasn't set up for success. They, they didn't go to a lender that told them the straight story. I feel terrible. We always want to help these people, but I guarantee you. And I said to him, the moral of the story is when we have another year of income for this person, we're going to be able to do a transaction. We could not track two years worth of steady income due to COVID. Long story made short, but uh, after he files the 2021 tax return in the spring, he'll be able to buy a house. So, John, that just goes to what you're saying about setting up something for success with the proper team. But we let people know, hey, good, bad or ugly or otherwise, we let you know up front. So I had to throw that in there because, listen, we're here to help people. And uh, sometimes, you know, we work on a team approach. You have a great team. Lisa has a great team. We have a great team here under the Capital Mortgage Funding umbrella. Um, let's move on to another subject. Millennial buyers, John Cole, you're closer, John, to your 50s than you are to your 30s. Let's face it, you're, it's over for you. The myth was, remember the myth? I think we're tied now 1-1. One, one. The, yeah, the myth was that millennial buyers – didn't want to buy houses. They were all going to live in dormitories together, party, and then stay in school forever and ever, ever. But we know that's not true. There are more and more millennial buyers out there. I was just at a closing this morning, did a great purchase transaction, great millennial realtor with a millennial buyer, friend of mine's son, buying his first house. And he told me, and this is a quote, there are more and more buyers my age and less and less homes, John. So there goes the myth of millennials not wanting to buy houses. But when will this even out? When will the inventory level even out to the number of buyers? Now, if that's a true statement that there are less and less homes for more and more millennial buyers, then the purchase market should stay hot for a very long time, correct? Well, I mean, yes. But, you know, there is... The, the problem is, is that if, if there's not as many homes out there, you can have as many buyers. Anyone can just get a buyer. You got to get a house to be able to close on it to make sure that, you know, that buyer is a successful buyer, right? Otherwise, there's just leads and or pre-approvals and people out there just, you know, wasting gas or electricity with these new millennials and their fancy electronic cars. Um, just, uh, you know, just driving around looking at houses that they never get because there's nothing out there. So yes, it makes it makes for a real successful uh, purchase environment, a, a potential purchase environment. But we need the houses for those millennials to be able to jump into. I mean, you know, you know, you know, these millennials, they're 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 very picky. They're very uh, needy in what they want. And if there's one little thing that is wrong in the house, you see them bailing on the inspection, which unfortunately. Uh, if you're not handy like myself, uh, you know, you uh, you might have to ah. fill out a, a GFI or, or flip out a GFI and and make sure that the house is able to be repainted and pull down some wallpaper. I mean, it's just the things you have to do nowadays to, to you know, make sure you get into the house for a right price. For those out there, GFI is a ground fault interrupter. Thank you, John, for that. I appreciate that. Lisa, you've got a lot of millennial buyers that you're working with now, don't you? 
I have a ton of first-time home buyers. A lot of them use different down payment assistance programs, or they're fortunate enough to get gifts from family. Um, I will say that, yes, there are some that are picky, but I think there's a huge group of millennials that are excited to make their home their own. I don't think all of them are as picky, like John said. And, um, you know, I have quite a few that say it doesn't matter what the pain is because they want to make it what they want. You know, they want to put their mark on it um, and kind of make it unique to them. So I think that, you know, every situation is different, but making sure everybody's educated and understanding the process is really key. I love that. I love that. And that's what you're really good at, Lisa. Lisa is one of the best at giving all the information up front, doing her homework, providing the best answer and the best situation for the individual borrower out there. And we like to pride ourselves and think that we do that for everybody. And I, and I know we do. Just working with you two is a pleasure. Also, ladies and gentlemen, mortgage interest rates are going up. That is fact. That is not fiction. Um, we stress it all the time. We believe that it's a great time to buy right now, but it's also a great time to refinance, consolidate debt, um, cut your payment down, cut your term down, save that money. It's your money and you got to save that money. And, and rates, listen, when we say they've gone up, okay, big deal. So they're in the threes. Really in the threes, John Cole, mortgage interest rates are in the threes. Yeah, it's, uh, they're still great. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're very spoiled. Um, very spoiled over the last 18 months. And um, we just got to get through that and explain to people, you know, my number one go-to is the year 2000 when rates were in the nine, nine and a quarter. It's the highest they've been since I've been in the in industry. And I am, uh, you know, not as old as Harry. Uh, so he probably saw the 16 to 18% interest rates. But, um, you know, we did see 9% in the year 2000. And ever since then, they've been coming down, coming down, coming down, all the way down to the mid twos. And oh my gosh, they're at three and a quarter now. What are we going to do? You know, man up, buy a house, figure it out. If they get back down into the twos, then we'll refinance you and get you back down into the twos. Don't worry about it. Let us do our job. Yeah, John, you make a great point. Uh, you know, you use the term old, I use the term experienced. I want to thank you for that compliment. And and John, being a wine drinker, uh, you really know that the older the wine, the better it is. So with age comes a better taste and more experience. And, and by the way, a higher value. So I appreciate that compliment, John. Now, on to you, Lisa Lawson. Um, let's talk about the crazy interest rate advertising and false promises we've been seeing not only on TV, not only hearing them on the radio, the emails are back. The letters are back. Um, you know, listen, we like to give consumer advocacy advice all the time. And you know what? It's the, the whole bait and switch tactic by the same old people. You know, you heard them back a few years ago advertising um, adjustable rate mortgages in a fixed rate environment, then option adjustable rate mortgages. And now they're the same old cast of characters. They're advertising, we can close you an X amount of days without an appraisal if you qualify. Okay, I love that. If you qualify. Well, you know what? I can get you a million-dollar mortgage every day of the week. Oh, Lisa, if you qualify. This is just something that really, and again, I am old. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. We'll use the term experience. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's disheartening to me that the same old actors have to come around and just mislead everybody again. 
Lisa. And, and it, it just cuts to my core and it, it really hurts me. It hurts me to my core. Yeah. I mean, there's, two things that frustrate me most is when someone forwards me and says, can you match this rate from XYZ lender that does a lot of advertising they're going to give me. And it's always something really like crazy phenomenal, right? I'm going to get a 2.5 on a 30 year. And I, then I sure I'm like absolutely happy to, but I highlight all the discount points that they're paying to buy down that interest rate. You know, sometimes it's two, three points. I'm like, if you're comfortable spending you know, five, six, seven, eight. I had one $11,000 in discount, meaning you're buying that rate down, you know, to get to that. I said, we can absolutely do the same. And half the time they don't realize it because all that cost is being rolled into the new loan because everyone has such a strong equity position and they don't understand what they're looking at with these disclosures. So you have to be very careful because sometimes it does not make sense. You're not going to save enough money in the long term, especially with someone who says, I'm planning on selling the house in five years. Well, you're never going to recoup that cost that you've just rolled into your mortgage. So when you sell your home, you're going to make $10,000 less because you've just rolled in this $10,000 with the points. And then when you say it like that, they're like, oh, well, that doesn't make sense. I'd rather have 10 grand when I sell it. You know, so you have to talk through everyone's plan. Some people want to stay in their house in 30 years. Some people want to stay three. The questions we ask, we ask for a reason because we need to know what is your long-term plan here? Is this going to be your forever home? How much money are you going to save? You know, that's why we ask those types of questions. And then, you know, the other thing about the uh, eight days or less, right? Um, I'm, I'm going to see how this plays out because um, Friday, Macomb and Oakland counties were declared disaster areas. So now possibly previously getting a loan closed in eight business days, which is a week and a half, wasn't such a big deal if you got a property inspection waiver, meaning an appraisal was not needed. You give me some income documents, we pull title work, pull credit loan goes to underwriting. Well, now, even if you have a property inspection waiver, we still have to have what they call a, it's a disaster inspection report. They're going to go drive by and make sure the house is still standing and nothing's happened to it. And an appraiser has to do that. So, you know, all these eight days are going to become two and a half weeks, you know, because we have to take that into consideration. So I'm kind of curious how this plays out for them, but, um, you know, every lender has that opportunity. However, it's not the lender that determines it, it's the underwriting engine. It's Fannie and Freddie that give us these property inspection waivers, not us as a lender. So, you know, a little bit of a misleading there. Yeah, and that's why I think it, it cuts to my core, Lisa, yeah. because you want to know something. Uh, you know, John Kolb was out last night taking pictures of properties. And the reason why we have to take pictures of these properties now is because the weather has been so horrible in a lot of parts of the United States our underwriting team and Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Ginny Mae, they want to make sure that the houses are still there. So I'm taking pictures this morning. John went out and took pictures last night. We have our whole team going out and taking pictures of properties. And by the way, I believe John Kolb, and correct me if I'm wrong, that mandate from FEMA is in effect till October 25th, correct? Yeah, it's the 24th, 25th, or 26th, something like that. We went over it yesterday. You're right, Harry. We were out taking some pictures of some homes just to make sure that they still were uh, um, standing from that one day three months ago that FEMA decided that we uh, we are in a natural disaster as of two days ago. So three months after the actual occurrence, right. FEMA says, "Oh yeah, let's 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 throw Oakland County and Macomb in there." Whatever. You know, I love I love Lisa. I love Irritable John. I do. I love Irritable too. John. It just it, here. There's it makes no sense. And, there's common sense and then there's no sense. And like Lisa just said, FEMA makes no sense sometimes. And like I've literally closed loans, John, like we've had 
the property inspection waivers since the big incident, right? It was like the end of June, June 25th, 26th, I think. Yep. I've gotten property inspection waivers in July and August and closed them. And now as of Friday, they came out with this thing that if you live in these counties, you have to have it, you know, this uh, disaster inspection report. Well, well it's I'm the sure, same I'm, county I closed last month. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure. I keep telling you guys, I keep telling you guys, you gotta quit making, trying to make a rational explanation for an irrational event. Okay, well, stop being learning. rational. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure the president or CEO or top guy at FEMA's desk looks just like Harry's and Oakland <laughs> County and Macomb were buried <laughs> under like piles of paper and then he just got to it three months later. Hey, right, we, all, right. we all know that happens. And, you know, it's, it's all good. It's all for the benefit. We, we, we make audibles. We adapt. We overcome. We ran out. We took pictures of the homes yesterday made sure that, um, you know, the houses were standing, there wasn't any damage. You know, we do what we need to do to get it done for our clients. Does it make a lot of sense? Are we going to complain about it a little bit? Yep. Throw some digs at, at FEMA and, and any, anybody that we can. Yep. But guess what we're going to do? We're going to get the loans done. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this, that, uh, and that's the difference between us and, and every other lender out there. We're on the streets every day. We're doing what we have to do. We're trudging through basements uh, we're taking pictures. We go out to construction sites. Um, we meet people any place, anywhere, at any time. And, you know, if that's what we have to do, that's what we have to do. And uh, this is the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Equal Housing Lender. Don't miss this Saturday. Kyle Lang Remax will be on the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show with Mr. Harvey Freed. Along with John Cole, myself, Lisa, Becky. Becky couldn't make it today. Becky's out running around, probably taking pictures of homes, John and Lisa. <laughs> and, you know, John, I, and, you know, this show is also brought to you by Roberto Boshane, our producer and director. And I'm going to leave you people with this thought because I love working with you so much. And uh, we have a lot of fun doing the podcast. But most importantly, we have a lot of fun doing the radio show and dispensing consumer advice, whether you use us or not. We're always going to give you the hardcore answers to hardcore questions. I'm going to leave you with this thought. If a cluttered desk is the sign of a cluttered mind, what's an empty desk the sign of? And with that, my name is Harry Glantz, <laughs> Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast for September 29th. We appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>